Well, good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. We thank you for being here today. Let's stand together. If you're worshiping online with us, we welcome you today. Let's sing our testimony this morning. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. Oh, yeah. 
giving the Lord a hand clap of praise on this marvelous day. And this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm rejoicing. I pray that you are rejoicing and being very glad in it today because God loves us so much. And our praise is a pleasing aroma to his ears. So let's lift him up all day, every day, and in every way that you can. Today our scripture is found in the third chapter of Romans, and we'll be starting at the 23rd verse. And this is what it says. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet... Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life shedding his blood this sacrifice shows that god was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time god did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just and he makes sinners that's you that's me that's us right in his sight when they believe in Jesus God's word for God's people may we bow our heads in prayer Father God we thank you for this day we lift your name on high Because your name, you alone, God, are worthy to be praised. And as your word was spoken to the prophets long, long ago, you always had a plan to save the world through Christ Jesus. So today, Father God, let our testimony be that our name is registered in heaven. That you've heard us, Lord accept you as our savior and we know that the only way is through jesus christ because jesus christ is the way so father god please be with us today as we sing songs as we offer prayers and as we hear testimonies from our young children and young adults who traveled to to give up the time That only you give, Father, because you measure time. Man cannot measure time. They gave time and they gave their talents to bless others who are less fortunate. So, Father God, please open our ears and as we hear what our young adults have done, Father, may that renew a fire in us to just do your will and do your way. So, Father, we thank you on this day. We love you on this day, and we will always praise your name. Can we all say amen? Please be seated. 
CTC family, I'm Chrissy, and here's this week's news. Our Young Adults Group is a great place to develop relationships while taking time to study the Bible together. The group meeting is moving to Monday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. at Rebecca Simpson's house. They study the Bible using resources from Right Now Media every week and host events once a month. If you want to know more about the group, contact Rebecca at 302-494-7400 or Bryce at 302-546-9388. Food Pantry is a vital ministry of our church. Every Wednesday at Hope Lunch, we send our guests home with a bag of groceries. From time to time, our stock gets low on certain items, and right now we need canned vegetables. You can drop off your donation in the mall at the Bear Campus. Last year, COVID prevented us from producing a Christmas show, but we are excited to be able to be back at it this year. Welcome to Bethlehem is set in modern-day Bethlehem, PA, and it gives us an opportunity to see God create beauty out of seemingly impossible circumstances. We are looking for cast and singers of all ages. Auditions will be held on Sunday, August 22nd from 1.30 to 3.30 and Tuesday, August 24th from 6.30 to 8.30. You can learn more, including seeing a cast list, by visiting our website. For more information on these and other events, visit our website at ctcde.church or go to our Facebook page. If you need prayer, you can call the Bear Campus office at 302-836-2862 or the Ellesmere Campus office at 302-998-4584. You can also email us at prayer at ctcde.church. Or if you are worshiping online, you can hit the Request Prayer button at the bottom of your screen. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. God bless you and have a great week. everyone. It's nice to see all of you, and good morning to my online people also. Um, welcome. Thank you for joining us this wonderful morning. So if you are new here and you are in the sanctuary with us, again, welcome. So before you leave, once you go outside and go to your left-hand side, you will see the Welcome Center where you will receive a free gift and also be greeted by someone from our pastoral staff. And also it's a great time to just Get to know everyone if you don't know everyone and just talk to, talk to anyone you know. Just, it's just a great time, a great socializing time. That was an awkward statement, but it was a great socializing time. We had um, fun with it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then um, for those of you online, if you are new here, please click the new here button at the top or the bubble that popped up in the chat, which is, in my opinion, again, easier access. Um, and... For, I already explained for those of you who are new here. Um, for those of you in the sanctuary, um, if you could fill out the Connect card for us, that would be awesome. Pastor Roger is showing it to you. So just, you know, fill out your name so we know that you are here. And if you do have any prayer requests, you can write those down because we are always praying for you. And for those of you online, the Connect card button is at the top. And also a button, again, most likely appeared in the bubble, so you can click that too. So now, off so the after, you, after you fill out the Connect card here, uh, or if, after you fill out the envelope, or both, uh, and place your offering in it, there are baskets at the, at the doors. Uh, as you leave, you can place the Connect cards and the offering envelopes in those things. I want to say thank you again for your generosity that allows us to 
to be <clears throat> to send our young people to Appalachia Service Project ASP. Well, you'll hear a lot about that later during the message this morning, and uh, we're glad to have them. That's why all the chairs are, are here, so the young people are going to come and have some conversation about their experiences on Appalachia Service Project uh, during the message. But it's so important for us to be able to do these kinds of things, and we're grateful for your generosity that helps us uh, be able to do the to do them. And it's just all part of uh, the principles that we want to follow as we follow Jesus, the things that we do. And we're at principle number four today, one of our generosity principles. Read this with me, would you please? We give to God all that he asks of us, not just a portion of it. And a scripture that goes along with that from Proverbs. Read this too, if you would please. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Great uh, verse. It hangs on a wall in my house. It's my favorite, my wife's favorite verse, and uh, we see it often. And try to follow it. So I hope you do that too. Let's continue to worship God this morning. I invite you as you're able, let's stand together as the team comes back and leads us in song. Let me offer a prayer for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us this morning. We sing our praises to you. We listen to others to sing and we sing ourselves because you are worthy. And come and fill us with your presence this morning as we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
doesn't feel good when I'm on the mountaintop, when I'm in the valley, when my heart is joyful, when my heart is I will give you praise, Lord, because you are worthy of praise, because you deserve to be lifted up and glorified and exalted, because you are far above all other gods. You think higher than we do. You act higher than we do. Everything about you is higher than we are. So, Lord, we submit ourselves and our will to you today. And, Lord, we ask you to take us to that place where we are at the foot of your cross, sitting at your feet today, learning from you, worshiping you, giving you the glory you deserve. When we encounter that Savior, when we encounter the Redeemer, our lives will never be the same. Amen.
our testimony from death to life. And not only from death to life, but to life everlasting. Jesus told us that he came to give us life and that more abundantly, right? When we met the Redeemer, we were changed forever. Maybe you're in this room this morning and I don't want to take anything for granted. Maybe you don't know who this Redeemer is. And maybe you need to, before you leave today, make that make that right. Make that declaration. Lord, I want you as the Lord of my life. Because on that day, you will never, from that day, you will never be the same. And it's important for us to give him praise when things are going great. But it's just as important. In fact, maybe it helps us grow more to give Him honor and glory and worship when things are tough. Because it's not all. We don't live on the mountaintop, right? Sometimes we just live in the valley. We have to learn from Him. Will you pray with me this morning? God, We thank you that we have a testimony. And our testimony is from death to life. But our testimony is not from a life of trouble to a life that is completely free of trouble. Because in this world, we will still have trouble. But you have overcome. And so, Lord, you help us overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So, Lord, we pray today that as we hear testimonies from uh, our students, from the missions trip from a couple of weeks ago and and all the things that you did in us, through us in spite of us maybe but God, the testimonies that we have, the testimonies that we share today, Lord may they encourage us, may you challenge us in the name of Jesus and everybody said together Amen Amen, God bless you, you may be seated
It's beautiful. That's wonderful to see all kinds of all kinds of fun things. So this, these are uh, most uh, of the young people that were on our team to go to Appalachia Service Project a couple of weeks ago, and we're so proud of them and glad. And we want to we want to hear them tell some of their experiences, and not just some of the experiences that they had, but also uh, some of the meaning that they bring away from it. All of it intended to give thanks to God uh, for our ability to make a difference in other people's lives. God has called all of us uh, into, Jesus said, come and follow me. And if we are to follow Jesus, we've got to do something. He calls us, he sends us out. And so these young people have heard that call to go and do and do something. And uh, that was through a, an organization called Appalachia Service Project. You'll hear them refer to it as ASP, but it stands for Appalachia Service Project. And that's an organization that's been around for, I don't know, 50 years, uh, maybe even a little bit more than that. And I'm, I'm familiar with that organization because when I was uh, 30 years ago, when I was doing youth ministry, I would take the, the young people from the church where I was working up to the uh, Appalachian Mountains and do projects there also. So it was a, a, an organization I was comfortable with and knew that they would have a, uh, they'd keep them safe and give them opportunity to serve others. And I think one of the things that, that is always impressive to me is that people are people wherever you meet them. And God has created all kinds of people in this world. And all kinds of people, you included, have needs and you also have abilities and gifts that can help somebody else. And Jesus simply calls us to use those things for the good of God, for the good of others. And so we're going to hear some of those stories. But before we, I want to read a couple of scriptures because it's church and it's Sunday. And all of this comes out of the Bible. We're doing what God tells us to do. And even in the Old Testament, we read these words from, from the book of Deuteronomy. And, and I was impressed at how clear God's instructions are to us. In the, in the book of Deuteronomy, God instructs his people. He says, if you see your neighbor's ox or sheep or goat wandering away, don't ignore your responsibility. And I love that verse. It says, don't, don't ignore the goat. Don't ignore the ox. Don't ignore the sheep. God says, don't ignore your responsibility. We all have a responsibility given to us by God. This is what God is telling us to do. So, take it back to its owner. How many times have I said, finders, keepers, losers, weepers? And I don't even spend any time. Carolyn and I were talking, I want a mini miniature goat. I want a miniature goat as a pet. Now, my deed in my house says I can't. Yes, a dwarf a, a, a dwarf goat. They're very cute. You see them on TikTok and uh, you work with them. Yeah, I want one. But Carol, we're having this conversation on the on the way in this morning uh, about the miniature goat. Great lawnmower. I, I would I, I wouldn't have to mow the grass, and I'd put it on a, a, le a leash out on the front yard and just let it go. And they'd hop around here and all the Gwen's over there. All right. Anyway, so if any of you see my goat, bring it back to this owner. Anyway, so verse 2 says, if his owner does not live nearby or you don't know the owner, where the owner is, take it to your place yes, and keep it until the owner comes looking for it. This is the, I'm reading right out of the Bible. These are God's instructions to us. And do the same if you find your neighbor's donkey 
or your neighbor's clothing. You know, windstorm comes along, blows the unmentionables off the clothesline <laughs> into your yard. You've got to take them back. Or anything else your neighbor loses. Again, God says it. Don't ignore your responsibility. God gives us this responsibility to care for one another in this way. And we look in the book of Luke when Jesus, uh, actually the book of Luke where John has, been, has come, John the Baptist has come, and he is preaching and he's teaching. And, and he says to the people that are listening to him, prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned toward God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, we're descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, because I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. And even now the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. Use your life to produce good fruit. And to that, to that message from John, the people replied, well, then what should we do? And John gets, again, very specific. If you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even corrupt tax collectors came to John to be baptized. And they asked, teacher, what should we do? And he said, collect no more taxes than the government requires. Some soldiers came and asked, what should we do? And John replied, don't extort money or make false accusations and be content with your pay. When Jesus comes into our lives, God changes us and he tells us to take responsibility, not just for ourselves, but also for others. This is the community that God has placed us in and created and created us to be part of. And so we rejoice that we have the opportunity to go places and to serve others and to help them. You're going to hear some of that from the young people. And so we're just going to have some conversation here this morning. And uh, we've got a couple microphones and you guys can, can go down. Some of you shared last night. I'm going to ask if you shared last night, give Give opportunity for those who weren't here last night an opportunity to say something if they have something to say. Uh, but we'll pass the mics around. And uh, who wants to go first? Tell us. So, so get you started. Uh, tell us kind of a little bit about what you did. But more importantly, what, is it, what did it mean for you to go on this experience? And what do you bring home? And how does it, how does it change your life, your thinking or your behaviors? Looks like Annalise is going to go first. Anastasia, see? It's, it's close. Um, so basically my group went to a family, and there were four little kids, and there were two grandparents, and they were living in a trailer and needed a house. And we were there the last week, so we were painting and putting in a little bit more insulation and just kind of finishing up the house. And... I think my group finished on pretty much all of the rooms in the painting. We got to the flooring, which they didn't expect us to get to, which is really amazing just to see the family's reactions. Awesome. That's I don't it. know how much else you want me to say. <laughs> I can go on forever. Um, I mean, I had a few girls and I do the porch, and we got to clean it up. It was a mess with um, just tons of trash from the house, and things that we had put there, and we were able to clean that all off, and it was really amazing to see 
the grandparents' space, and we were able to paint some chairs for them to put there, and just create a little space for them to have a breakfast, and we were able to bring them food multiple times, and I'll save the story for Miss Debbie, because I know she likes to tell it. <laughs> I don't know if you want to tell it now. I'll be quick. Um, so, the bacon, the picture of the little boy with the bacon, that's Hayden, he's six, and um, one night he had said to his grandma, he said, I bought bacon, and she said, well, we don't have bacon, but we can ask God for bacon, and um, so I had gone home, gone back to the center, and I had asked the cook if when she had extra breakfast, if we could take it out to the family, uh, whatever was left over. So she made a box, and in the box was a package of sausage, a package of um, pancakes, and a couple of onions, and that's what I could see. And I took the box, and I handed it to Anastasia, and I said, would you take this over to the family? And we went about our business just doing the work. And a couple, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes later, Um, Leslie, the grandmother, came over, and she had tears in her eyes, and she said, I have to tell you this story. She said, last night, Hayden said, I want bacon, and I told Hayden to pray, and we talked to God, and in the bottom of that box you gave us, there was a pound of bacon, and we cried and rejoiced with her, and we just were so excited about all of the lessons that those children got to learn through these young people this week. One of them being God provides. One of them, God hears. God is always there, and he loves us. And so later on in the day, I had said to him, um, we were talking, and, you know, how you have these conversations with six-year-olds, and, you know, he said, I said to him, I said, you know what? I said, you are so special. And he said, do you know God gave me bacon? And I said, I do know that. Do you know why? Because he loves you, and you are so special. And he said, you know, if you pray, he'll give you bacon. And so (laughs) it just blessed my heart, and it ministered to all of us on the trip. So in the beginning of the week, um, the first two days, we were part of the installation process in another house before we joined the family and the grandparents in the other house. And so what we did was we went onto a cross space and put up installation. And so it was very neat to do that because when I first saw the pamphlet of going to ASP, one of the jobs was installation. And my first thought was, like, that's the one job I do not want. <laughs> I am no, 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 I'm not crawling under that space. I'm not getting stabbed by insulation. But it turns out that was the first thing I had to do. It took me a little while to get comfortable. But, I mean, after it, it just really showed how much I really was willing to help these families and overcome what I didn't want to do. (laughs) So I was really glad to be able to overcome what I thought that was one of the worst jobs to do, but it was Be careful what you ask for. (laughs) Thanks, Maddie. Who's next? So I actually want to add something to what Maddie said. Um, So the lady that we were helping with the installation, her name was Margaret. She was 98 years old. Um, She had lost all of her insulation to a flood, and she was without insulation for six years. 
So it was crazy because I was just like, I have never lived without insulation. Like my house has always been warm during the winter. It's always been cold during the summer. And I've been lucky to have that. But it was just interesting to see like how she was living for six years without insulation. And it didn't bother her. She had a full fridge stocked with Gatorade water, Lunchables, cheese sticks. She had a freezer full of ice cream sandwiches for us. She didn't care about her insulation. She just wanted to provide for us. And so I thought that was really cool um, of her. So even through all of her struggles, she still wanted to be very helpful. And I don't know, that was really nice to see. So how they were talking about um, doing the insulation, there were three total teams on the trip. There were two from our church and one from another church. My team never went under the house for the insulation, but the other one did. And it was interesting hearing how they managed through all that and had different experiences with the different people at their site. The other team had a deck to build. And... um, the lady's son, who they were working for, didn't really like to socialize with people. He never came out of the house. But after the deck was done, he came out and started talking with people. He was joyful. And that was just nice to hear. Um, the family who our team worked for, they were extremely thankful for um, for their house being almost done. They had paint on their walls. They had some flooring in. They had more insulation in the walls. They had drywall put up stuff came up around their house, and they were just so happy about that. Um, the last day of our trip, there was a share circle where everyone told different experiences they had on the trip. And um, my point of view it was different than everyone else's because I only worked on one of the sites, and there were three different sites in total. So it was amazing hearing everyone's different experiences and conversations on the trip. Thank you, Karen. For me, I guess it was like the connection I made with the kids. So like there's this one little boy, his name was Grayson. And so by like the end of the week, he was like yelling my name and like looking for me like everywhere. He was like attached to me. So then on Friday, he decided he wanted to get married. (laughs) So we had a little wedding and everything. (laughs) And it was just like that type of connection was like, like special, I guess. Like that's one thing I'll remember from that trip. Awesome. Um, so, else, yeah. um, I, it was really cool seeing the kids making connections with the families, and um, that was just a really amazing part of the trip for me was that they saw the physical work that we were having to do, but it was the relationship work that they saw the importance of. They weren't, they weren't fixated on completing the project, but they were putting the proper importance on developing these relationships with the families. And that was just so cool to see all of our youth step up and be the hands and feet of Christ, showing his love for these families. So my birthday was over the week that we were at Appalachia, and well, that was an interesting birthday. (laughs) 
I've had multiple people ask me why I would spend my 17th birthday at a place with interesting service. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was an experience. It was a nice thing to do. I felt as if everything I did there was something that mattered. It was nice to help other people, and it was nice to do what I did. Um, They're like, people um, I've asked and uh, people I've helped, it's just been a nice experience overall. I've had friends. I've had a friend when I came home. He was like, wow, you spent a day of, just a day uh, of your birthday. You spent it at a place helping people. It's like so nice of you. I would not have been able to do that myself. Um, So my thought process going into it, uh, I knew ahead of time that my birthday would be over uh, the week I was going to be there. I was like, which is more important to me? Which has the greater significance? Like looking forward, will I remember my birthday at home or would I rather remember it helping other people and knowing that what I was doing was a good thing. So. Nice. Um, Chrissy sometimes calls me a snob. Um, I was not really impressed with the living conditions that they put us in, not having air conditioning in our room or anything like that. But then I felt bad because I talked to the other church, and they said, this is our 13th year, and this is the best accommodation we've ever had. And I, and, and I was about ready to fake an illness so I can go into a hotel room or anything. But, um, but I was mostly impressed with the students. They never complained about anything the whole time. They never complained about where we were staying. Um, some of them did pretty horrible jobs. Uh, Alex, who's not here, Alex Shafee wasn't here tonight or today, but he dug a hole for like two and a half days. That was his job. And never complained. If you asked him to do some, anyone to do something, even if they didn't know how to do it, they just figured it out. Um, so not only the parents, but I think you as the church uh, would have been proud because you were very well represented uh, there. So thank you. So I took a lot of things from this missions trip, but the one thing that I took away the most um, was one of the evenings we had broken up into groups, and we read these different stories, and we were reflecting on them. And one thing that really just stood out to me was that through these stories and through our time there, we weren't only serving the people that were there, that needed the help. We were being served by them, and they were helping us to become closer to God. And that just really stuck out to me because, you know, when you go on a mission trip, you don't know what to expect. You don't know if the families are close with Christ. You don't know if they're the furthest away from Christ. You you don't know that when you go. But we got there, and the entire week, Leslie, the grandmother, she was so thankful for us being there. And I don't think I... I there was a day that she didn't thank God while we were there. And it was just, it was so amazing to see that not only was she thankful for us, but she was thankful that God brought us to her. And I just thought that that was really amazing. Uh, 
and the very little amounts of downtime that we got on this trip, uh, one of the days we got to meet somebody called the Appalachian, and he came and we all sat outside of the community center we were staying. We all sat in a circle and we sang songs and he played his guitar. It was just, it was a wonderful time. But he started to explain the lifestyle that some of these people had. And a lot of us, you know, it was about maybe 30 to 40, 35, 40 minutes into the nearest grocery store. And for some of us, we just kind of sat there and wondered, well, you know, they're, they're making this trip. Why don't they just move out there? I mean, they don't really have a job here. Nothing's really tying them to this area. They don't have any family. It's just them. So why don't they move down there where it's closer? And he explained to us that it, it's not their way. This is, this is home. Where their grandparents, where their parents, or where even they built their house, that's where they stay forever. This is home. They're going to do everything to fight for it and help everybody else around them. And that was a very eye-opening experience for me because there could be a better living situation 25 minutes away, not that far away from where they are right now, but they're not going to go ahead because this is home and they're going to fight for it. And just this whole trip and seeing how other people lived, you know, especially in this country, because a few years ago, back in 2018, a couple of us, about uh, Carrie Ann, Anastasia, Chrissy, and Dan, uh, we went down to Haiti, and so we got to see how people lived down there. But it really hit home because these were the people living in almost the same situation in this country. And the fact that we had to go out there and help these people was, it, it, it bothered me a little bit. But it just it gave me a little bit of hope because of how they reacted to everything. And it's a very vulnerable experience when somebody comes into your house. Like, you know, you could have somebody coming in that needs to check the HVAC system in your house. And they're going in and they're seeing all this stuff in your house. And you're like, okay, well, I don't really know you, but you're going to come in. You're going to do the service. It'll be okay. But, you know, for letting, you know, you have a bunch of teenagers that let alone we don't really know what we're doing, you know, in your house. And just, it was, it was, uh, I'm sorry, but it was, it was a vulnerable experience for them, but they were just so grateful that we were there being able to do the service. And we were really happy to be a part of their story because we got to go in and play HGTV for a week. It was awesome. But you know, we, we stepped into the challenge where we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't say no. We wanted to figure out how to do it. That way, if we needed to do it back here, we could do it. We would have the skill set for us with the rest of our lives. So I'm, just, I'm really proud of this team and everything that they did and what they're going to go through. And they're going to be able to share this experience with a lot of other kids. Because not, not everybody our age would want to spend an entire week in West Virginia. I mean, Alex spent his birthday down there. And it just, I'm just I'm really proud of you guys. And you stepped up to the challenge. And not many your guys your age would do that. So thank you. Uh, Chrissy talked about it a, a minute ago, but uh, our ASP staff representative that was our liaison to our job site, which uh, Debbie and I led the team that uh, did the second uh, job site lemonade stand with all the painting. Uh, she, uh, that staffer said, one of the first things she said to me is, ASP is a relationship ministry who does construction on the side. And that gave us a lot of freedom to, you know, one of the things they encouraged us to do, and you've heard it over and over again about building relationships with the family and sending, spending time with the kids, and you saw it on the video with, you know, all the pictures that some of our students got to, to uh, be in with the kids. And, and, and not only that, but for me, it was a great relationship building uh, because I knew a couple of these students a little bit. Uh, but I feel like I know a few of them a little bit more now. Uh, I watched Alex. Uh, I watched Alex right here do drywall longer than anybody should have to do drywall. <laughs> and on this trip, there was nobody. Will you say it with me? Nobody, nobody who knew how to do drywall. And so we just figured it out. 
And I pray, I have prayed every day since we left there for the person that comes in and follows me after I did a little bit of drywall mud out there because it's awful. (laughs) So God bless whoever finishes that job up. Uh, But again, not only the relationships that we built with the families, but the relationships that that I had a chance to uh, build with some of these students. And and again, it's, it's already been said up here, but... Uh, you, if you had been there and seen every single minute of uh, what these students did, you would be very, very proud. Not only as a parent, uh, but just as someone who loves us and supports us. And, uh, you know, we got to get in vehicles and uh, go to West Virginia, but you were there too. Because uh, you prayed for us and you supported us. And, um, you know, it was just a, it was a phenomenal experience for me. It's been a while since, since Debbie and I have had a opportunity to go on a missions trip, and uh, it was just a really, really great week for me and uh, for all of us, and, and I just just want to say thank you. Thank you to you, and, and thanks to the Lord for the for his provision. And we got a question. And we got a question you want to ask? What do we got? So, when I first oh, yeah. came out the trip, I did not want to go. Not, okay. Um. <laughs> Well, so my mom was like, you'll have fun. It'll be fine. Like, I was like, no, I'm not going. This is not happening. So I get there, and I'm like, this is horrible. This is going to be bad. <laughs> so the first day we go to um, the site, I meet Hayden, the oldest. And he, like, attached to me, like, right away. Like, we just had a really good connection. And, like, when I left, he was like, can you sleep over? Can we have a sleepover and hang out? And I was like... I'll be back tomorrow, but I can't sleep over. So um, after that, like on Friday, when we were talking about everything, about what we did throughout the week, I'd have to admit that my mom was right. I was going to have fun. I hate to admit it, but (laughs) (laughs) it was just like a really special thing to do, like just to see all the happy faces that we did for the homeowners. Like they were so grateful for it. And it was just like it put a smile on my face. And if I might add, I didn't want to go either. Um, I was dreading it because when Daniel told me that we were doing the installation, like the first two days, I was like, oh, God. (laughs) And I have to give me and Sophia credit because we were stuck underneath the bathroom where there were tons of pipes and wires and broken bottles. And I couldn't even turn around. I was stuck. (laughs) Um, but I give props to anybody in that crew. I give props to anybody who went on the trip because it was hard work. Um, so basically, I didn't want to go. I was dreading it. But when I got there and when I started hanging out with the families, I didn't want to leave. I said, do I have to go home? <laughs> do I have to go back to work? Do I have to go back to reality? Because I just love this. I loved hanging out with the families. Leslie was the sweetest woman you will ever meet. Um, Margaret was the nicest woman. She didn't come out for a couple of days, but towards the end, she eventually came out and started talking. Um, by the way, Leslie is the most amazing cook. Her food was amazing. It was delicious. She swore. She said, if you guys ever come through West Virginia, like, we'll pitch tents. We have, we have hammocks. Like, we'll drop everything. We got you. Like, we will take care of you. We'll feed you. We will make sure that you're healthy. Like, and it was so cool to see someone with almost, like, nothing will drop everything. 
for a person who has more than her. And we take that for, like, advantage. We take what we have because we have a, a lot more than most people think we do. I'm able to stay at home and sit on my phone all day while they're trying to scramble for food or just trying to live their lives, getting a house built. It's so cool to see what they will drop to make everybody else feel better about themselves. As you've heard, it's easier for Chrissy and I just to tell them that they're going rather than ask permission and all that. We just get more things done. Um, so a little bit about how uh, they choose the houses that they uh, that they want to work on. Uh, every there are people who send in applications for their house to um, get worked on, and the grandmother at the site that I was a part of, um, she's been fighting for custody of these four kids um, for her grandchildren, and uh, CPS put in this application for her because she's living in this trailer and everything. And they send, um, like, inspectors and stuff to come out unannounced so nobody can mess anything up or change anything before they get there. And they initially were going to have two sheds, and they were going to build them together to make, like, a tiny house on this land. And uh, the inspector came through and said, that's not going to work. And he says, let's take a look at this house that you have on this lot. And the previous owner had a million cats and a million animals in the house. So food, hair, everything you can think of, drool, it was everywhere in the house. But he uh, said, this is going to be easier to bring up to code and to work on. And you could get this done. And so ASP came in, and they're like, okay, we're going to do this house, and we're going to make it, and it's going to be great. And whenever Leslie would walk in and look at the progress that we made, she was just beaming. And she would always say, oh, this is going to be my art wall, or I'm going to put up a tree here, and it's going to be a Four Seasons tree. And on the very last day, there was a, a wood plaque that she wanted everybody to sign. And uh, I, I'm kind of glad that we were the last, the last group because I looked at the wood plaque and I got to see everybody else's name from the entire summer on that plaque. And she's just, she's just so grateful for all of the people who just laid hands on that house. And it was completely gutted. It was down to the studs. And just transforming that house over the summer, it was, it's a large project, but I know it's, it's really worth it for them, and they're very grateful. Good. That's great. Yes, Mary. Is the house finished? Mary's commending all, all the young people uh, for what they've done and, and praising God for their work and asks, is the house finished? Um, so we weren't able to finish the entire house um, in that last week. Um, so they have, we weren't able to, no. Um, 
we did as much as we could, and they have eight weeks of volunteers that come out and do as much work as they possibly can. And then after that, whatever's left over and whatever needs to be finished, they have actual employees for ASP that come out and finish all of those projects. So we got a good amount done, um, and we started laying flooring. Um, but the back of the house, there was still some work that needed to be done back there. Um, so those employees come out and finish it. So within the next two to two weeks or so, it should be finished. Um, but we've been looking on ASP's Facebook page, and they post updates. And um, it's just really amazing to see all of the progress that has gone on since we left. And so, yeah, it's not completely done yet, but it should be soon. So. ASP has a large impact in the in the Appalachian area in West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, into Kentucky, and so there are a lot of places there. They they serve over over 13,000 projects uh, just this summer that they've been able to work on. But it does two things. One, uh, it's a, it, it's immense the impact that this one organization has, and then there are other organizations that do similar things. But also, it, it gives you a sense of the need of people. And I think that's one of the things that I take out of hearing their testimonies. One thing we learn is God created people. That's it. We're all people. And we can have different, be at different stations in life, different times in our lives, different economic strata in our lives. But we're all people. And we need to be reminded of that often. And this is one of those experiences where, where we, we are reminded that we're ministering to people. And wherever a person lives, that person is a people. <laughs> one of a people. And so we give thanks to God for that. And I pray that you remember that wherever you are, uh, whatever you're doing online, that whoever you engage today, whether it's a stranger in the grocery store or wherever it might be, it's a person. Look them in the eye. Share God's love with them. This was about sharing God's love, sharing our material resources, just like Jesus told us to do. And it reminds me back, in, and you've heard me use this verse often, Matthew 4.23 says, Jesus went throughout the entire region teaching, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, and healing all kinds of sickness and disease. And, and it's, it, it is our purpose God, our purpose that God has for us to participate in this healing of all kinds of sickness and disease. Alex said it when he said it feels so good to do something that you know matters. God has a purpose for every one of us. And you guys touched that in a, in a unique way in, in, during this week. And every day of our lives, God has a purpose for us. So an invitation is if you don't understand that purpose that God has for your life, trust in Jesus. He has a purpose for you. Ask him to be who he is for you, the forgiver of your sins, as we sang in the songs. This, what was one of the lyrics? This, I am forgiven or whatever there was. I met the forgiver and now this sinner never will be the same. And uh, th these kids will never be the same because of that. And so the invitation is for us to come to Christ. And then when we come to Christ, the invitation is for Christ to send us out into the world wherever we are. 
Let's take a moment, and the team, the, the team's going to come back and lead us in, in worship uh, in, a, in a final song. Let me invite you to stand as we, as we uh, conclude our service and we pray together. And uh, remember, you know, what's God doing in your life? What's your relationship with God? And uh, let's, let's just close with a, with a time of prayer and praising God and thanking Him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we indeed thank You for the opportunity. We thank You for forgiving us and changing our lives. Jesus, we thank You for giving Yourself upon that cross for all people. And uh, we're grateful, God, for those of us who have placed our trust in you. We've, we've crossed that boundary of, of resisting you. We've decided that it is better to trust in you than to trust in ourselves. And I invite others this morning to trust in you. Whatever they're facing, Jesus, speak to them now and be with them. Lord, we ask for you to bless us who have committed ourselves to follow you. Give us the courage. Give us the strength. Fill us with your Holy Spirit as you promised you would do to teach us all things that you taught us when you were here on earth. And empower us to go just as you did to proclaim good news, to teach others how to live the life that you teach us to live and that we may heal all kinds of sickness and disease. We thank you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. for us to come to Christ. If you've never done that before, there's an opportunity for you to do that this morning. Maybe you have and it's been a while and you need to come back. As I was thinking about this song that we're about to sing, it's a benediction found in Scripture. The Lord bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you and give you peace. Just like Psalm 23 that says, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a prayer that I want us to pray together for ourselves, but also for the people that we had an opportunity to work with and other people that we will have an opportunity to work with in the future. Lord, we just give ourselves to you. We ask you to make us who you want us to be.
your hand of providence, your will to be done in our life. Now, in this generation, the generation to come, the generations that will follow that and after that, until you come again. Lord, we can't do any of this without you, nor would we want to. And so we ask you for that presence to go with us, before us, beside us, behind us, around us, guarding every part of us as we do what it is that you've commissioned us to do and that is to make disciples and make relationships and love people just like you do. So go with us today and every day we pray in Jesus name and everybody said Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for worshiping with us this weekend. I hope you have a great week.